Fantastic. Okay. Hey, Marnie. Hey, Megan. Um, Samantha, Chris, Vicky's with us, Sharon, Sherry. Awesome. Okay. So welcome to week four. So this week we're talking about sugar cravings or all cravings, actually. I'm going to start with the, um, but I thought I'd start with our naturally healthy club philosophy. So um, because we're going to be coming back to this time and time again. So I am becoming naturally healthy. I trust the process. I change best when I feel good. My thoughts create my results. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites. I focus on one meal at a time. We approach things with curiosity, not condemnation. I feel my feelings. We're going to be doing a whole chunk of work on that in um, a couple upcoming months. Um, there are no bad foods. My life is pretty amazing right now. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, so I actually started the call, the early call today with some coaching for Tammy around treats. Um, so I, I won't go into that here, but I'm just wondering, is there anyone that's kind of still struggling with the, the treat thing and the just like, um, I think maybe Vicky, you you had some questions around it. Yeah, so I'm, I'll make a note that we'll um, we'll coach on that when we get to the coaching section. And also, would be probably good to listen to the coaching that I gave for Tammy this morning too. For anyone that's listening or here, that's um, that that is struggling with with treats. Um, okay, so I won't go into that now. So plan for today is I'll just do a quick recap. Oh, got some news. Then we'll do a quick recap from last week. And then we're going to be talking about untangling sugar craving habits um, or any insert your cravings there. And then we'll, um, I'll just share the home play for the week. And then we're going to, then we'll jump into um, coaching and getting you guys to share any tiny wins. So um, the post of the week this week goes to Kate Berry and she, her post is called A First Time for Everything. So I'll just read it. She said, I have a history of signing up for numerous personal courses such as parenting, relationships or food, but I've never truly invested my time and focus on any of these programs. I must hope that by signing up, I will somehow absorb the message without doing the work, um, which I think we've all been there. Um, I routinely seem to miss the start of the course resulting in feeling behind and then don't actually get started. So um, I've got myself on track to make this program my exception to the rule. Um, for anyone else who feels like they too have a history of non-completion, I think this is our year to do it. So I was like, yes, Kate, posting in the group. And I love this idea. And I, I mentioned when I shared this on the call this morning, I just mentioned that personally, I have a belief that like we always get what we need from whatever it is that we sign up for. And sometimes that doesn't look at all like what we expect, but um, but oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes looking back, you can see that it does. So just, I really have this belief that all my clients get exactly what they need um, and we don't need to know how that's true. So just, and I like that because it just takes the pressure off. It doesn't mean that we, I like, you know, I'm saying like, don't do any work and don't engage, but just this, this idea that when we do programs, like, yeah, like sometimes it, it makes more sense for us to not engage, but some, but sometimes it does. So just wanted to share that thought thought with you. Um, and all the other news, uh, just at, we're doing the daily practice challenge at the moment. So um, Marissa had posted, she's completed hers. I haven't seen if anyone else has yet. Um, so just when you do complete the challenge, um, post in the group, like post a photo of your star chart if you're using the star chart or just photo of whatever you were using or just say I completed a challenge because there's a prize for everyone who completes a challenge so and I still need to get get mine done so uh yes that is there um and yeah the prize is really fun so def definitely do that okay so let's go last week we spoke about um just a quick recap we spoke about weighing with curiosity and why do we want to weigh daily? Basically, you know, knowledge is power. Data is power. And it stops all the guessing and obsessing, which is a, like contrary to what people, people think. Like actually having that knowledge can help stop obsessing. And um, I love it because it gives you more immediate feedback than clothes. And it really helps you learn what's, what works for you. But the most important reason is because it's an opportunity every day to separate your self-worth from the number on the scale. So how do we go about doing it? Um, 
we just, you know, it's getting on the scale every day, but just approaching it with this curious mindset. Oh, I wonder what it's going to be today rather than like fearing and dreading it and treating it as an experiment. Um, so that, that idea of like bringing curiosity, not condemnation. So when we do get a result that we're not like in like hundred percent happy about just bringing that curiosity to it rather than going, Oh, this is you know going into gloom and doom. Um, so, and I shared in um, last week, there's a resource in Circle. And I actually went through in, in detail all the things that cause weight fluctuations. Um, so I'll, I'll post that there. I won't go through that list again. Um, but one thing I did want to point out to everyone is nowhere on the list of things that cause weight to go up or go down did I include exercise. And there's a very specific reason for that. Um, Okay, Meigs is saying um, last few months and I love it. Yay, go Meigs. <laughs> I'm amazed at how the, I don't let the numbers stress, distress me. Yes, that's so powerful, Meigs. And if anyone's not there yet, that's cool too. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say in those list of you know, reasons that cause weight to fluctuate up and down, I don't include exercise. And because I see exercise as completely separate from eating and like weight loss. And the reason for that is, because your appetite naturally adjusts the more active you are or the less active you are. So thinking, oh, like if the scale's higher and thinking, I never think oh, it's because I didn't go for a run yesterday. I always look at, okay, I, I look at my food intake because um, you don't want to be like, because there's, there's a number of reasons for this. And we'll, we will do a separate um, class on like a call in the future on exercise, but I just want you to start playing around with this, this idea. And if you're tempted to think, oh, like, oh yeah, it's because I didn't exercise or it's because I did exercise that the weight's going one way or the other, then like just, it's not a, it, it doesn't help your relationship with exercise to do that. And it's actually, it's, it's your appetite. That's like, it's, it's how much you ate as a result of the exercise, like is, is really the key thing that causes that. So um, it's a bit counterintuitive and it's not what you've been taught in the whole like Weight Watchers lose biggest loser world but um and I'll explain more of my reasoning behind that and if you have any questions let me know but um yeah just wanted to point point that out for everyone that millions and millions of reasons to exercise but weight loss isn't one of them and the, the research is really clear that clear that people who um like people have there've been studies where they've got people to like actually I'm going into this one I didn't mean to but let's do it let's go with this Jules um there was a study in one of the Scandinavian countries where they got um, men and women who are completely sedentary and over the course of like six months or a year got them trained up and so they actually ran a marathon and none the women all maintained the same weight the men I think the men on average lost one pound so going from completely sedentary to like running marathons zero change in their weight and there's heaps of other research around it as well so weight loss I mean exercise brilliant for so many things and I highly encourage you to be active as a naturally healthy person because it's so good for so many things but it's not going to help with your weight loss which is awesome because it takes you off the hook because like it's also not going to hinder like you can't use that as an excuse um okay so that's last week did anyone have any questions or did anything come up from our session last week that you wanted to um to to ask or talk about now no we're good everyone's cool okay great excellent okay well let's move on to this idea of untangling sugar craving habits and so the first thing I want to actually first of all like um Kira who was on the call this morning just wanted to shout out to Kira again because last week she'd posted in the chat um, any advice, any advice what to do when we have a sugar craving? I find it hard to think about anything else. Or if I'm stressed, I just want something sweet. Um, so shout out to Kira for um, for, for flagging this and, and asking for help around it, because it's definitely something that we all have experienced. Um, and it may not be sugar for you, maybe alcohol or, um, you know, maybe salty. Some people have cravings for salty snacks, and that's completely fine. Um, the first thing I want to to point out and the kind of first mindset thing I want to want you to start playing with for around this this idea of cravings is that they are habits like it's not it's not part of who you are um, and the reason 
for this is because that's true but also like if you identify as a sugar addict or if you identify as you know someone who like has has cravings for sugar and can't live without it that um having that self-concept if that's me that makes it really difficult to change because it's kind of like oh well you because you're going to act in consistency with your self-concept so if I see myself as, a, as as someone who is addicted to sugar then of course whenever there's sugar around I'm just going to overeat it because I, like I'm, that's my that's me that's who I am and the thing is that that's not true and so what we want to do instead is just recognize at the this outset is that it's just a habit so and you like your habits can change so it's not this like identity that you're set in stone that you and are always going to be out of control around sugar it's just that's that's the reality for now but we want to see it as a habit because then you can start to say oh yeah I'm not my habits I can change my habits and then you feel like you have and the reason we want to do that is so that you feel like you have some agency so you feel empowered to at least to start making some changes in this area and just know that like wherever you're at with in terms of like sugar addiction or whatever else you you feel like that it is possible for you to change and like I know this because I've completely changed my relationship with alcohol like I was used to be like the biggest booze hound winemaker ever and now like I just had a month where I um, had like four drinks in a whole month like it's so crazy um so and it used to be like it used to be my career so like being a booze hound used to be like a big part of my identity and I was able to change it slowly over a period of years and by um, by doing what we're doing here in the Naturally Healthy Club around making intentional choices. So that's the, my, my spiel, my preamble for this, to like your primer of just seeing it as a habit. So you can change your habits. You're not stuck having, having like being set in stone. And also like seeing it as like it's a, com- it's a combination of things. And I love like um, BJ Fogg in Tiny Habits. He talks about untangling bad habits. Like they're a big ball of wool it's all like the kids have been playing with and they've like got a kitten's been playing with it so it's all like um but you can start just by unraveling it um unraveling these habits and changing um rather than this big insurmountable problem that you're never going to be able to to overcome so what actually causes sugar cravings so there's actually like a number of things which I think is why that metaphor of the the untangling is really helpful and just because and so the the we want to approach it with this like curious curious mindset of okay so these are the things that can cause sugar cravings and like just as as I'm going through them like make a note of like which ones do you think which one one or ones do you think yeah that's that sounds like me um excellent thanks Jennifer um so yeah we want to like um yeah just as I'm going through this list I'm going to go talk about like the the what the the each different one and there's a different solution for the different ones depending on um, what they are but just listen to it with okay this is this is me yep that's me I need to address that I need or I want to um experiment with with finding a solution to that this, this applies to me so that and then we'll I'll get you to think about like you know which one would be the the smallest step that you can take on this journey okay so lots of a preamble for this um so the first cause and these aren't in any particular order, they're just how they came out of my brain so it's not like this is the most common cause or anything um but i actually probably this one probably is something that that contributes for most people and that's not getting enough protein so and it's kind of a bit counterintuitive because you think, okay, well, if I didn't get enough protein, why isn't my body just craving protein? And the thing is that protein takes a while to digest. And it's like just chemically, it's um, there's a lot more biochemical processes that have to go through be- before your body's able to use the, break it down into amino acids and use those amino acids um, as fuel and as, as they need to be used. And so what happens is instead your brain, like, it goes okay well I know I'm, I don't have enough time to get protein in but I like sugar is much quicker so it gives you sends up cravings for sugar because that goes into your bloodstream it's really simply easily digested and it gives you that that energy boost straight away so it's um yes and so the the solution to to that to the not enough not getting enough protein is actually increasing your protein of course um, at your meals and also considering like having like 
being intentional and actually having higher protein snacks. And I'll, I've got a list in circle. There's a resources page. So I'll just paste that in the chat. Um, or you can check it out in your own time. Oh, come on. I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, so there's actually, I've pulled together a list um, of like just higher protein snack ideas just to give you ideas. So if you are feeling like, yeah, this protein thing is probably one that I want to experiment with. And like, and that's the cool thing is that you can just do an experiment, like have heaps of protein at lunch or have a really high protein snack and just see how your body re responds. And then you'll know, like if you've still got sugar cravings, then there's, there's something else at play, but like having the protein is a really good way to rule that out. Um, and maybe it's like a combination of things. So first one's not enough protein. Second one is um, insulin resistance or if you've got blood sugar issues. And the way you know if that's you is if when you put on weight, if your weight goes around your tummy, like around your middle, um, then that's a, that's a sure sign of insulin resistance. Whereas if you put on weight and you go, it goes onto your thighs and your bud, you're actually like, that's actually better. It's actually a healthier form of fat. And so that, that means that you, you're not necessarily, you're not, you probably don't have insulin resistance. Um, so the solution there is really just get tested. If you're thinking like, I don't know, maybe I am, maybe I am not, go see your doctor, get tested for, um, the, the best test to do is HbA1c. I'll type that HbA1c because there's different um, tests you can do, but that one gives you the average of your blood sugar over the previous three months. So rather than it just being one point in time, it gives you like a bigger, better, clearer picture on that. So I'd ask you, your doctor will probably, that's the test they'll, they'll want to do anyway, but um, that's, that's the thing to get tested. Um, and then how to, how to, to, let the other the solution to that once you do know if, if insulin resistance is a thing for you that is um you there's you can take medication there's a whole heap of different different things or you can look at your diet and depending on where you are in terms of your um insulin sensitivity and how bad like what kind of phase you're at with your insulin resistance you know one the you might be able to manage it with diet which is what i would have been doing for a long time and by say diet i mean focusing on mostly eating low carbs so you don't have to go keto or anything really crazy but just being really mindful and being really intentional about your carbs so rather than having rice every day maybe think if you really love rice like planning and having it like you know once a week or whatever feels good to you and when you are having carbohydrate just being really mindful of your portions because that makes a huge, huge difference. So it's very different. If you're having a big bowl of rice with not much else with it, um, that'll really spike your blood sugar. Whereas if you have a small amount of rice and you're having some good quality protein and some fat with it and some veggies, like that will make a difference. Um, um, yeah, great, great question, Meeks. Does it happen because we've done something wrong in the past um, or currently, or is it just something that happens to some people? Um, so it's just, it's part of your genetics generally, Meigs. So some of us, I just have, have that, um, that sensitivity. And then like, if you have been eating a lot of carbohydrate and you have that underlying genetic reason, it like will exacerbate, like make it worse. So like, I'm not, I don't want to say that you're, um, like the actions that you take don't don't have an impact on it because they do, which is great because it means that you can change. But generally, like there can be people, people can like have like a terrible diet and their blood sugar's fine because they they've got um, you know just their, their genetics are, are better. So um, they're like they've got lucky genetics. So don't see it as something that you've done wrong, but do see it as yeah, it's it's like just the luck of the draw, and but that also that you is something that you can change. Um, okay, so that's insulin resistance yeah so and if you do decide that you yeah like hey i want to i do need to be mindful of my carbs it's it's like being intentional about it is really the best way rather than being oh i have to like completely cut them out and that's how i like how i approach it um but recently i actually started taking metformin which is a um a drug for to help with insulin sensitivity just because um I just wanted to like be able to like I didn't I didn't want to be as strict with myself on the the carbs. I wanted to be able to have lentils and 
um, you know, chickpeas and things like, and hummus and things like that. So I actually made that choice to have the meds. And so there's actually, you know, I think it's really, um, there's a lot of kind of, there can be a lot of stigma around having medication for things. And I think like there's a, there's a time and place for everything. So I, for me, that was a, I'm really happy with that decision and I'm not planning, I'm planning to continue with that. But yeah, if you do find you do need medication, don't feel bad about that. Like getting help is way more important than struggling. Um, um, let's see, Leanne's just said, Um, oh, that's an excellent question, Leanne. Um, she said, I find I feel satisfied with meat sources of protein, but not necessarily as much with yogurt, hummus, eggs, etc. Is there a reason for this or is it just me? Um, I think like everyone like feels more satisfied with um, animal protein, um, Leanne, just because um, because it tends to be higher in like there's one particular amino acid called leucine. And the animal sources of protein tend to be higher in it. And it's the one that's that's really key in the like all the metabolic pathways. So that is, I don't I don't really you know, remember all the the biochemistry of it, but yeah, there is a reason for that. It's not it's not juicy. I think there probably is some variation. Like some people do are okay with more plant-based protein, and it's probably to do with their leucine, their ability to like. Um, digest protein and get the leucine into their system um, but yeah I'm I'm the same Leanne I definitely notice a difference and I I have experimented with being vegetarian and there's no way I would go back to that like for me it's I'm much better off I feel much better and more satisfied when I'm including animal protein so but that's like again it's like something for I'm not saying that's that's right for everyone and if you're plant-based for other reasons as well totally valid to to do that if you don't want to eat um, animal protein like I completely re like expect that and that's part of being naturally healthy is making those choices that what feels good to you and so just I'd encourage you to experiment and see what feels good to you and make your own decisions from that because it isn't like it's like I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying you have to eat animal protein in order to be naturally healthy or to get enough protein you just might need to experiment a bit to find and eat more than you would imagine to get that that protein so great question Leanne okay um okay so yeah that's so we spoke about not enough protein second spoke about insulin resistance and yeah the other if you are, do find that that's something that you do I think like it's more helpful to focus on getting enough protein rather than seeing it as cutting down down carbs because when we're adding things in it just it, it's easier it feels less restrictive than if we're approaching it from the um from the getting less less um get getting less things um sharon's asked a great question what about protein drinks go for it like yeah like protein powders supplements like those like and there's some yeah there's some really good ones there out there these days so yeah like that's totally a good good because they you know they, they're easy they're convenient so definitely if that's something that you want to do sharon go for it um yeah good question about the loose any protein powders high in leucine you need to um yeah it's not something that i eat leanne so i would go with like um i use collagen powder if i'm using a protein supplement like that um, but if you're looking for plant-based, there would be, I'm sure, these days. So it's just a matter of, of having a look at the ingredient list um, or the nutritional panel. Okay, so we've got not enough protein, we've got insulin resistance. Third reason, and this is like a big one actually, um, for sugar cravings or cravings for anything is psychological hunger due to restriction or food moralizing. And what I mean by that is that when we tell ourselves, oh, sugar's bad, I shouldn't be having sugar and you're restricting sugar, that actually switches on like in your brain, like in psychology, um, it, it turns on your, your psychological hunger. So it actually builds the desire for whatever food it is that you're telling yourself you can't have. And so of course, like as humans, you know that, like if you, someone tells you you can't have something, then what do you want? That thing that you can't have. Um, so this is like, you know, you know that to be true. And so what we want to do, and, and it really does increase, increase the desire for the things that you can't have. And this is why I encourage you to 
plan a treat every day so that you're um, turning off that psychological hunger. Like that's one of the biggest reasons is so that you're not building desire for things because you're telling yourself you can't have it. So you're actually giving yourself the um, the things that you truly, truly want. And the it's kind of a bit counterintuitive, but when you give ourselves, when we give ourselves the permission to have things and we're not, um, we're not restricting, then like, and we get to enjoy it. Like it's, it can calm down a lot of the cravings and a lot of the, that, that desire for food. So the solution to the psychological hunger is this idea of making intentional choices. So planning your, planning your treats. If there's something you go, oh, I really want whatever it is, that donut, that brownie, like planning it ahead. Um, and then the other thing is like um, having boundaries around sugars because the thing is like, of course, like if you have a brownie and it's really delicious, of course you're going to want more. So just getting into that, that, learning that skill of being able to coach yourself in the moment of, yeah, okay, but this is what I planned and I planned this for a reason, like having more isn't going to be helpful for whatever that is. So learning to set, be intentional, make the, like plan things ahead and then also learning that skill of being able to coach yourself in the moment when you do want more is really key there. Um, the next one is stress or just needing a break so it can't like it can be like full-on stress but also like if you when you if you like oftentimes sugar cravings happen in the afternoon and that's um just because like we're working all we're working working and our brain hasn't had a break and so it'll throw up the it's very smart it'll throw up the oh yeah i need something sweet and because it knows that if you get that craving like if you get that urge then you're going to stop working and go and take care of the urge um so that's a um that's a, an, another one. So if you notice, particularly if you're getting sugar cravings in the afternoon and the solution to that is actually being intentional around your breaks, like not expecting yourself to work for five hours straight between lunch and knockoff time and actually scheduling in and giving yourself permission to have like 10 minutes, 15 minutes to play, like to you know get outside or, um, you know, talk to a coworker or have a like little break where you're scrolling on social media, like anything that's going to give you, give you that break or, and also, you know, give you, maybe your break is going to be an intentional treat. You might decide that, yeah, actually having that afternoon treat is going to be something that I want to, to build in. I know for me, um, these days I actually finish work at 3.30 because I need to go to get the boys from the bus. So I'm not, I don't have a long afternoon of work ahead of me but I know before I had children like that used to be a big thing for me and when I was I like had an intentional break and an intentional snack in the afternoon it made a huge difference so that's something to consider um another the next next reason is um which is kind of like tied into all of these is like getting like a brain wanting dopamine. So dopamine is like the neurotransmitter, the feel good one that, that's in the reward system. And sugar is very good at releasing dopamine. Um, so you, if you're, that can also be tied into like, so if you're feeling down or you're feeling um, stressed, like that can be a sign that your, your, your brain can be looking for the sugar to give you that dopamine boost. And so the solution there is to actually actively proactively find other ways to get your dopamine or um and maybe your dopamine like and that's where an intentional snack can come in because dopamine gets released whenever we eat anything because we want to get that's part of our survival um instinct is really like is um because our you know our brain we need to keep eating to to survive so um having a like a more nutritious like a less sugary snack can be a way to get that dopamine but there's other ways to get dopamine as well like feeling like a sense of accomplishment or giving yourself um like a like yeah there's blanking <laughs> um but yeah there's like anything that makes you feel good so whether that's getting out into nature or connecting with someone or you're know, sending a nice message to someone anything that makes you feel good is usually giving you a source of, of dopamine so or anything that makes you feel accomplished so like completing a puzzle or doing um getting a tick or <laughs> or crossing something off your to-do list like that they can all be like more sustainable sources of um of dopamine Okay, and then we've got two more to go. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just have my phone though because my dad's still in the hospital and I'm not sure if he's getting discharged today or not. Um, okay, 
And so I'm waiting for a call from his doctor, hopefully. Um, so we've got two more to go. We've got, so yeah, just to recap, so we've got not enough protein, insulin resistance, um, the psychological hunger, stress or stress slash needing a break, like not having, like your brain wanting dopamine. And then this second last one is insufficient sleep. Like that, I know that definitely impacts things that like when we're sleep deprived, it, it does like, um, your brain does crave more sugar. And so the solution there, of course, is, you know, more sleep if you can, but that's not always possible. And I, I think the other thing to, that can, can help with this is, is increasing protein and having an intentional snack um, so that you're, you're, you're giving your body some fuel. Um, and also within, if you're not getting enough sleep, be really careful with the caffeine because that, um, that can go hand in hand to like exacerbate sugar cravings. So um, yeah, just like be really mindful of you. Like don't go overboard on the caffeine. Don't have more caffeine if you're sleep deprived because that's just going to make it worse. So you want to like try and, and keep to like the minimum amount of caffeine that you can get by on. Um, which I know it's not a great idea for so many people. And then the final one is just like this habitual component. And because um, so there actually is like a circadian rhythm to our hunger, and which is fascinating. But when I know when I, in the past I have done like a three-day fast and it's mad, like in the mornings, so because I don't have breakfast, so I haven't for years, I would never be hungry in the like in the mornings, even though like, it would be three, on the third day of my three-day fast, I hadn't eaten anything for three days. I was like, wow, I'm not hungry at all. But then as soon as lunchtime hit, I was ravenous um, because that's when I normally have my first meal. So uh, there is a circadian, and this is like, you know, researched, there is a circadian rhythm to our, to everything and to our hunger levels. So if you have the habit of having, even if it's not like you're, even if it's unintentional, if you have that habit of most days having sugar at a certain time, maybe it's after dinner or whenever, your body's going to be looking for the sugar. Um, and I've actually saw a study where they uh, had two groups and they got one group to have a, a, like a chocolate bar at the same time every day. And then they got another group to have it at random times throughout the day. And the group that had it at the same time every day, their body was ready for it and they actually processed it and they didn't spike their blood sugar as much as the group. So they processed it in a more healthy way than the group who was having it at random times. So our bodies are really incredibly smart. And um, so, yeah, that's why, this habitual there can be that habitual component to yeah your body's expecting sugar because that's what we have that's what you this is what we do so it's getting ready to digest the sugar and so then if you don't give it the sugar then it's it's giving you that that that, that urge when it feels really strong like this desire to, to have the sugar and so the solution there of course is to have an intentional snack that you're um that you're going but I also have another tool for you um that that's um and so it's called bilateral stimulation I'll just paste, paste that in the chat so um and what it is it's a technique for so bilateral stimulation is in like two halves of the brain so stimulating both um heart like both hemispheres or whatever they're called I'm not, I'm not a neuroscientist uh, but I learned this from my my um my business coach actually and it's a way to because she's worked she works with a um yeah I wouldn't go into that um but yeah so what this is it's it's a tool so the like so we have like the habitual um pathways in our brains like the thought loops and patterns that go on so like oh I need sugar like you know that that's actually a, a like a neural path path in your brain. And so by doing this technique of bilateral stimulation, what it does is it just like confuses, it just disrupts, like puts a roadblock into that for that normal pathway to happen. And it brings you back to a more neutral state. So it can be really helpful if, you've, if you're having a strong craving for something that you haven't planned and you're finding yourself like having this really strong desire for it. Doing this technique that I'm about to teach you is like, it's so mad how well it works. So it can just bring, like you can feel like really a lot of desire for something and then it can just bring you back to a more calm, like neutral space where you're like, ah, oh. and then from that neutral space, you can make a you know, more informed and more intentional choice around whatever it was that was giving you that urge. 
And so this, um, what we, all you need to do this is you just need an object. So it can be your phone. I'm going to use a bottle here. It could be a pen. Just something that you can pass from one hand to the other. And then all you're doing is just passing it from one hand to the other. I usually watch the object to make sure I don't drop it. And I usually count in my head up to 10, but you don't have to count if you don't want to. Um, and you don't have to do it for 10 times. You could do it for less. Sometimes even just the thought of doing bilateral stimulation can dissipate an urge. It's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, but yeah, I usually do it for like 10 or sometimes I even do it for 20, 20 counts just because um, I find it, find it really calming. And then you put it down and just check in with, you know, how am I feeling now? And that's all there is to it. So the only trick with the, that technique, of course, is remembering that you have that tool in your tool belt. Um, so what I did when I first learned it was actually like had it build a habit of just intentionally doing it once a day. So I did it. Um, I tried a few different times and I kept forgetting. And then I found like after my after my um, afternoon meditation, when I finished my when I turned the um, turn the meditation app off I actually just use my phone to do bilateral stimulation I still do it um, now just to calm my like I'm already calm from meditating but just to round out the calmness but then now that I've done it so many times I remember now that and so when I'm in the kitchen and I've got if I've got an urge to have um, like it happened the other night I was putting a jar of peanut butter away after dinner and I was like oh I got the urge to have peanut butter and I knew I was had had enough to eat and I was like so I just start pass the jar of peanut butter from hand to hand. And then I was like, oh yeah, okay, no, I don't need peanut butter. I'll have some tomorrow with my snack and kind of made that mental note. And it was like easy, no dramas, like it really diffused the situation. Okay, so that was a lot. How's everyone feeling? Does anyone have any um, questions about this or anything that like any thoughts around urges and how to like the um cravings and how to yeah great mary go for it I, I mean it's really really helpful because today i had literally like a couple hours ago i had this massive craving and i've had a really um tough day long day and um you know some emotional stuff and i had some chocolate that i hadn't planned for and i was feeling bad about myself, the story I was telling myself was, oh, it's because you're emotional and you always have to have chocolate when you're an emotion, emotional and see you haven't changed, yada, yada. But uh, that when you went through all of, all of these, all of these causes. things, all these causes, I realized I've also had um, some stu uh, stomach upset for a few days. And so I had been not eating much protein, right. eating more easily digestible things. And, um, and so it's probably made my blood sugar go wonky. I haven't been having my same, you know, high protein treats and I just, I'm not sleeping as well. You know, it's just the whole, all these things I was like, well, yeah, okay, well now it makes sense you know, and I had to get up early today and I didn't get as much sleep. And so it's like, oh, well, there's all these other reasons. It's not just because, you you're know, weak, I old and you're, yeah. right. Yeah. Like there's these other reasons. It makes sense. And yeah. um, I already had been able to do that for myself with the scale while I was having, you know, these issues. I was eating more bread. So, you know, carbs, course, I was yeah. already able to tell myself, oh, it's okay that the scale is fluctuating because see these things that you've done. But it immediately, as soon as I had the chocolate, it was like, oh, look at you. You're doing this thing that you always, you know, look, yeah. you've not changed a bit. So and criti critical. Yeah. yeah. The critical voice. <laughs> and so thoughts, this is yeah. like, oh, no, I'm not getting enough protein. You know, I'm not I, getting enough sleep. I, yeah, and I didn't get enough sleep, you know, so it's really helpful to hear this. Yeah, great, Mary. So good. And so yeah. great that you also like really celebrate that you notice the sneaky voice, the critical voice yeah. like, coming yeah. in because like that's the first step, hey, to being able to coach yourself and go actually like and being compassionate of like, actually, you know, I've got all this stuff going on. Like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You it's know? okay. And, and that, yeah. I was telling myself that that was at least before, you know, before getting online with the call, I was at least, you know, my little self-coaching voice was saying, you don't have to be perfect. It's okay. Yeah. You know? so, oh, really? so I at least had that going. 
yeah great and now you've got some more fuel for it as well right <laughs> yeah so great mary thanks for sharing that excellent awesome okay does anyone else have any questions or you can type in the chat if you don't want to talk um or anything you're worried like any is anything coming up around yeah go vicky oh hi jules there we go um i just had a quick question for you yeah um oh there you are Okay, um, about you mentioned exercise and that it's really healthy and, you know, we all know exercise is good for lots of every, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, as it relates to the treat issue, I think I mentioned in one of my chats with you about the treat, I was having a little trouble because I, I'm still used, to, I'm getting better at it actually, but I'm used to eating more than, you know, one treat a day and it kind of snowballs a bit if you plan one cookie it turns into two or three cookies and then I like Mary was saying I don't feel good about myself and then I I turn negatively talk to myself kind of thing so I was just wondering what you think of this idea that because and I'm also not used to having treats in the house anymore because I when I was trying other programs I try and like get them all out of the house well, that's what they tell you isn't it <laughs> yeah not bring them into the house and everything so I was wondering like I found a few ideas I think mini treats are good for me like smaller portions yeah, but they're pre, individually and pre, and pre, yeah individually packaged for sure yeah so that's good and then I also thought just I would share with the group um if I was going to maybe go for a walk, because I live in the city and there's a lot of like, you know, little stores around, bakeries or little cafes yeah. and whatnot. So I could walk to the bakery maybe once or twice a week instead of always buying everything and bringing it home. That's brilliant. I love it, Vicky. Yeah, because like there's no, like if it is, if, if it is a struggle for you, like to moderate mm -hmm. treats, like particularly like when you're getting, like when you're new to it, this idea, like, there's no mm -hmm. like like anything that you can do that can make it easier for yourself is a good idea. So you don't. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love that idea of like going like planning an excursion to your bakery and then looking forward to it and yes. yeah, finding something mm -hmm. like something that you love. Like that's awesome. Like and being really okay. proactive with it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, and also the other thing, like Vicky, is like it doesn't have to be like it's like you don't you treat every day it doesn't have to be you know something super something really or something yeah or something yeah really highly processed or really yeah like it can be um and there's you don't have to have it every day like you can decide actually you know what today I don't really want to have my treats I don't mm -hmm. have any treats like that's okay as well but it's like I get you to do it every day just so it becomes like a part of you so that you're really really turning off the psychological hunger but as you might like find for you that maybe having it every couple of times, having treats a couple of times a week might, that might be enough for turning the psychological okay. hunger off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, we won't know until you experiment and, and try it out. Yeah. I think I'll try that a few for the next couple of weeks and then see how it works. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And find that rhythm that works for you. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and there's no, so there's no right or wrong. And, but, and also like you can, the treats don't like you can also like do something nice you your daily treat you might like to play around with some days you actually plan an activity that isn't food related that's going to give you some dopamine that's still going to feel really nice so that's a good idea you, yeah like if you have a like if you love having a like candlelit bath like maybe you go okay my treat today I'm going to have a candlelit bath like and that's going to be really me taking giving myself some dopamine and taking care of it or well, maybe, yeah, like like any activity that feels good to you, like you can, it doesn't have to always be food. So, mm -hmm. But I think it is yeah. important to have some food treats because you would want to turn off that psychological hunger. But, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, how does that, how does that feel, Vicky? That sounds good, actually, because um, before, a few years back, I read this book, um, it was it has a very strange title but it's called potatoes not prozac and it's, right. it's a very unique title but uh was it really um, an irish person um i'm not sure i don't remember right now but uh it's talking she talked a lot about dopamine and um i think serotonin and a couple oh, other yeah, right, of yeah. these things and how sugar really affects that so 
Yeah, it's really great that you're mentioning this too, because I think I need to work on that, how to get dopamine in other ways, you know? Yeah, great. Yeah, it is really important. And we like, we will we'll definitely do a, a like whole class on that. But one of the okay. best, best ways, Vicky, now that we're talking about it, to start thinking about one of the best ways is like self-praise. So actually acknowledging progress and giving yourself um, when you feel that when you're giving yourself a like a compliment of like like or encouragement that also releases dopamine so um oh i yeah. didn't know that yeah so like mary's example before when she was coaching herself and she noticed that she was coaching herself that would have released dopamine when she was like oh yeah i'm being kind to myself here like this is actually good and went so mm-hmm. yeah any way that we we notice and even the smallest progress of like like so and it goes to use the like um the habit of putting our cutlery down like when you notice that you that you do it remembering to do it giving yourself that little oh look i'm remembering my cutlery down habit like that's releasing dopamine then so Hmm. anytime you like go look i did a good job like yeah that's a really great habit to get into okay thanks yeah awesome vicky excellent okay nira got her hand raised Yeah. Hi, Hi, Jules. Um, Well, uh, this week went off well, uh, but suddenly one day I realized that I'm not allowing myself to let go of my weight. Um, Right, right, right. I'm I'm holding myself back. So the moment the scale tips down a little, I kind of let go. And, you know, there's a struggle going on in my mind that... uh, you know, I can't do it. I can't allow myself to shed the weight. Ooh, so, you know, so, so... Tell me more about so the, sometimes, those thoughts, uh-huh. Mira. Tell me more about the thoughts that, like, so when the scale goes down, you're thinking, I can't, or when it goes up, you're thinking, I can't do it. Is that, tell me, does something help me understand? It's when the scale uh, goes down, I, I feel scared that I'm right. about to lose something. Oh, okay. And okay. it's as if I'm falling, I'm going to fall down and I need to hold on to it. Right. Isn't that fascinating? And uh, I'm not able to uh, figure it out of what it is that is uh, I'm not allowing myself to do. So right. I'm sabotaging something that is working for me. Right. So when you notice like when the scale goes down, then you overeat afterwards because you've had that feeling of like, I'm losing something here. Yeah. I I can't allow myself to succeed maybe, or I don't know what it is. So I can't allow myself to succeed. So what do you have to lose, Mira? Like if you do, if you are successful, if you do change your... I don't know. I don't understand. Um, so what are you, what, yeah, like, what is it that you're going to, like, um, what's, what's another way to phrase it? What are you, well, yeah, what are you missing out on? If you're successful, what, what's that going to mean to you? So say you, like, let's, let's pretend that you've lost 20 pounds or whatever, whatever, um, yeah. a significant amount of weight. What would be different yeah. that, what would be, what would be different? for you then that would would be negative i will be appreciated you'll be you will be appreciated yeah and i and i don't know if i can handle being appreciated right 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 okay okay tell me more about that Is there something from your like your your past around being appreciated? That that was I don't that was I, difficult. I, I I can't handle appreciation. I just become I just go numb. Okay. I want to be appreciated, but you know, if somebody appreciates me, it's like uh, I question whether the person is being sincere. Right. Right, so it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. You can't, you can't let yourself like receive a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So of course, mm. like that makes sense. Hey, like of course, if you don't don't want to receive compliments, you don't want to do anything that's going to make you get compliments. Hey. Yeah. So so you know, while I can achieve it, I can do something better than I can excel. But I hold myself back. You know, that will mean that uh, I'll be in the limelight. I'll be in the foreground, and then you know. Yeah. If I'm in. So if I'm in the foreground, then somebody will, uh, uh, you know, criticize you. Yeah, criticize me. Yeah, yeah. So I stop myself and yeah. So like that's really like you're not alone here, Nira. Like that's a really common um, fear that people have around losing weight is that they're going to be more visible and then they're going to be open to criticism. So like, first of all, like, let's, like, let's have some self-compassion for like, like nothing's gone wrong there. Like your, your subconscious is just trying to keep you safe. Like it's trying to keep you from that, that situation. So like, and that's okay. Like it's doing, it's doing its job trying to keep you safe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so and the, the nasty sniggering that people will have, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, of course, like that's a fear. Of course, like you're worried about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes with these things, Nira, just like shining a light on it and, and acknowledging, okay, this is what I'm afraid of. Like that's mm-hmm. the first step to like to moving through it like just letting yourself sit with that for a while of okay this is what's happening I'm afraid of people criticizing me I'm afraid that if I lose weight I'm going to stand out Hmm. and just yeah rather than me because we can coach on it to change your that belief and those thoughts but I think it's actually helpful because it's probably a fear that you've had like a long for a long time yeah. Um, it can actually be helpful just to like sit with it and go, okay, just in the back of your mind, go, this is, this is what's playing out. And mm-hmm. so how would you feel about that? Of just staying, like, just, just see, sitting with that and seeing I, where it I'll, goes. I'll, I'll stay with it and yeah. I'll reflect on it because this is the first time I've come face to face with yeah. that. This is the fear that uh, I cannot allow people to criticize me. So yeah. that's why I, kind of uh, hold myself I numb myself out yeah I I become less than who I am yeah because I'm not able to handle criticism yeah and we all like it's hard for all everyone like all humans have that you know like so I want you to really know in your bones that that's it's not just you and like I feel that I've like definitely this is that visibility piece and um being afraid of yeah being seen like that's definitely held me back in my business career so it's Mm -hmm. it's fascinating because I I don't have that when it comes to weight like changing weight doesn't I don't I don't equate the two but definitely in terms Mm -hmm. of like you know going on social media and all that sort of stuff it was a big fear that I've had to work through and one of the thoughts that I'll just plan in this like that I actually actively worked on in what like a belief that I've had in my belief plan and I actually still bring it back in occasionally it's just this belief that it's safe for me to be seen okay like it's safe to be seen and I've I've, like I've Mm -hmm. found that helpful and so you might want to just have that sit with that for a while as well because that might not feel true for you and if it doesn't we can find another thought to coach on but um okay yeah yeah and like really celebrate yourself like this is huge huge self-awareness Nira like and like this is really like amazing that you've noticed and that you were willing to come and be coached in front of other people to uncover it so give yourself a big pat on the back for that like feel really proud of yeah for doing that and there'll definitely be someone listening who's also got this something similar going on so yeah like just know that yeah thanks how, do, how does that feel for now Mira? good good yeah. good yeah it feels, feels comforting yeah great great excellent I oh, thank you, Nira. yeah keep yeah just thank stick with you. that yeah yeah amazing excellent great okay um does anyone 
uh, else want coaching before we finish up? Has anyone else got anything that's come up? Um, there we go, Neri, you're not alone. Um, yeah. Okay, let me go in the gallery so I can see. No, we're good. Come on, someone must have something. Sharon, what about you in the after work snack situation? <laughs> you don't have to, of course. I've got one. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> Meg? I find that I'm, I just can't seem to remember to put my knife and fork down. Like I lie in bed at the end of the day and I reflect on it. And like even I'll start a meal, at least one meal a day, I'll start going, okay. So remember, like because I sit with my daughter and I'm not telling her what it's all about. I'm just saying I'm becoming naturally yeah. healthy and she laughs at me. And, um, <laughs> and then I say, you know, I'm going to try and put my knife and fork down. And then I, and then that's the, like, it's, that's the last thought. And then I'm lying in bed that night and I go, oh my God, I still did another day and I still didn't put my knife and fork down. <laughs> right. So did you, would you have done it like once during, during the meal? Do you think? Maybe? I think I do it for my first bite. Great. And then I okay. And yeah. I'm like, okay. But then I just, get stuck into the conversation or the parenting or the whatever and yeah of course goes. yeah yeah okay so we want to like make the bar really like because remember we like we change best when we feel good so we want to feel yeah. good about this habit and so and this is for everyone like the point isn't to put your cutlery down for every single bite like right it's just like yeah. the more more often you do it the like the more the better um, but yeah. the goal the goal isn't to do it perfectly every single I don't think there's been a meal where I would have put my cutlery down every single bite for the whole thing and I've been yeah. practicing this for a really long time and so what we want what I wanted you to try experiment with this week Migs is just like that self-praise that acknowledgement so when you do put your cutlery down for that first bite notice that like, oh look I'm remembering to do this and give yourself a little pat on the back and I'm like and your and your goal is to just do it once for the whole meal for for one for one meal just do it once but but really like yeah really talk up the yep this is me remembering this is my minimum requirement tick like and give yourself that that dopamine hit and I bet that will help like that when you take the pressure off and you start encouraging yourself because your brain's gonna go oh that felt really good when we did that I'm gonna let's try it again like yeah 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 yeah. okay all right yeah thank you excellent is there anything else thanks like no, I think that's a big one. Good for me start. At the yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. And like well done on the the scale stuff too. Like that's amazing that you're like like oh. like that you're in a good place with weighing yourself every day because that's something that some people never actually get over. So like that's Yeah, so I good. never thought I would, but like I said, my friend Caitlin who did the did the this coaching with you. Oh she yeah. She told me about it a couple of months ago and I was like, really? That's against everything you say. She goes, I know, but do it. <laughs> and, um yeah and it it is amazing like you there I don't look at that I look at the numbers very differently than I ever would have and I never thought that that would be I mean the numbers are going down which maybe helps but you know sometimes they go back up again yeah exactly and, but I'm not distraught about that I'm like okay right well I see why that might have happened and great great so the story that you're telling yourself is like oh yeah I know I know why that happened that's okay rather than because going into oh, I'm never going to get this it's not working or uh, yeah you know. no yeah yeah Amazing. and you know in the past it's like you just sort of like oops there goes we'll just have to get another dress size or oops we'll just have to go up another dress size or and you just go okay well that's the way it is but now it's different <laughs> Yeah, well, great. So you're feeling like you have agency over it. Like you have, yeah, you can, yeah. You can you can make an impact on it. So good, Meg. So great. Yeah, Thank awesome. You. Keep up the amazing work. Okay, Sharon said I'm going to try your egg flavor bombs um, as an after snack work treat this week. Yes, awesome, Sharon. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Okay, well, we might wrap up there. That was some, such good coaching this week. So good. <laughs> um, I just muted myself. What am I doing? Um, Okay, so home play this week, same as last week. So we want to just work on your three habits, so your daily practice. And remember to post in the group when you finish your two-week challenge because there's a prize for you. Um, And so, yeah, daily practice, weighing yourself every day or your alternative um, 
um, tracking method. And I actually did some great coaching on the early call today with Mandy towards the end of the call around alternative tracking methods, which I will talk about again in the future. Um, but if you are someone that's like, I don't know about this scale thing, like that might be um, good to to listen in to that, re that, that replay. The, um, I'll, I'll post, um, I'll just post the, the audio of that. So um, yeah, just listen to that that replay. Or actually, maybe I should upload the video. I'll try and upload the video. It depends on my internet speed um, so that you've got both. Uh, so that's daily weighing. So we've got daily practice, daily weighing, cutlery down habit. And remember, like we're going to be like Megs, like give yourself, like this week, really focus on giving yourself praise for doing it because that, remember that's going to give you dopamine. So like notice, oh yeah, look, I remember to put my cutlery down once. This is so great. Like look at me, I'm putting my cutlery down. Like Like you can't, give praise yourself too much and like you know when you're going to bed I actually have started doing the um when I have my shower like just giving myself like yeah like praising myself for what I did well during the day so um yeah those three habits and then the other home play is to post in the group so just a tiny win or a fail or a resource or something you find inspiring um feel free to share anything that you if you think it's going to be helpful for the group I trust your judgment so just don't feel like you need to check it with me before you share something just share and um we'll go from there okay have a fantastic week everyone with the sugar cravings and um I will catch you guys next week okay bye yeah. thanks Jules see you bye